Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Geoff Lacey. Happy New Year. And welcome to the first 2022 Peapod. If you love Petersfield, I love the square, the hangers, the open air swimming pool, lots of fun shops, then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Geoff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the first Peapod of 2022. We're not quite out and about in the Peasphere just yet, but easing gently into the year from the comfort of Claire's home. And what better way to start the year than by supporting a few of our local businesses? Shine Radio's Stephen Martin tells you how, and we may just have the solution to those unwanted Christmas gifts too. Find a comfortable seat to relax in and enjoy Noni Neat's fascinating interview with Andy Robinson at the Wildon Downland Living Museum as he talks about the joys of traditional ploughing in January. As usual, we'll have your latest local news from the Petersfield Post's John Walker and Susie's Wild Walk involves rabbit holes, books and reinvention. Mm, And we end the Peapod with an easy number from local artist Astrid M and Chilling Sunday. The P stands for Petersfield. I think it's an amazing place to live. The Peapod. Hello, Claire. Happy New Year to you. Thanks, Job. Happy New Year to you too. And how, how are you? I'm um, fine, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. You're looking well. I haven't oh, seen you for a while. Gee. You're looking well. Uh, it's 10th of December, I think, was the last time we uh, did a recording. God, a month ago. And so much has gone on. We haven't had time to catch up. No, no. So, uh, yes, how, how was Christmas and New Year for you? It was nice, actually. You know, good to see family and friends. Not as many as we normally do, but I think most people are probably in the same boat. Yep. But it was a bit back to normal. And we went away between Christmas and New Year, just to Suffolk uh, for a nice. few days. So, yeah, it was it was nice. Although I find this time of year quite hard. Um, right. Getting back into the routine and being, you know, yes. a bit grey and dreary. But how was your Christmas? Well, I had... It was lovely. I was off work between Christmas and New Year, first time in a long time. But it rained. The weather was shocking, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It, it, not much better now. No, it's not. It's not. I say, we're recording this on a Saturday mm-hmm. and it's raining. Yeah. It's as though it's a Monday. Well, I thought that. That's funny you should say that. Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, so, any New Year's resolutions, Joe? Well, Claire, I think I did uh, touch on it in the last show of the year uh, that um, I'm 50 this year and I wanted to get fit for 50. So I've signed up to uh, support prostate cancer and run 52 miles or walk 52 miles. And we're eight days in and I'm already at 45% of my goal. That's amazing. Yes. For the month of January, this is. Wow, that's incredible. What what made you want to support prostate cancer? It was by chance, really. I was on social media and it came up, it was just a, a clip. And I thought, go on then. And it was just, it was a real spur of the moment. And it seemed like a really great cause. You hear so much about it. And uh, yeah, I just thought, let's go for it. Good for you, Geoff. Well and done. as a result of my first three days of running, I've signed up to do the Great South Run <laughs> again, which, we, which will be the first time in eight years. <gasps> this is going to be a good year then, Geoff. Yes. But do you think I... So we haven't seen each other since the uh, for nearly a month. How do I look? Yeah, I think you look, you look healthy. And I do think you've lost a bit of weight. Yep. Your skin looks good. <laughs> Bright-eyed, oh, <laughs> bushy-tailed. <it>. <laughs> oh, no, it's really good. I'm really pleased for you. And, uh, you know, great cause too. Thank you. And what about yourself? New Year's resolutions. Yes. Taking yeah. it easy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, taking it easy. I'm mulling a few ideas over, and I must admit your Great South Run signing up has, has 
piqued interest. I have you done the yet. Great South Run before? No, I haven't. Have you run 10 miles before? Yeah, I have. I have. It is a great run. Well, that's part of it. I, I haven't done a run like that for a very long time. It looks like a fun one. And um, so great supportive people in a lovely area. It is. And it, you go through, you go through the, the dockyard, which they open up so, so, uh, for you to run through. So it's not open the rest of the time. So you, they open up and you run round, And it, it, it is. It, it's always well supported. And that last mile along the seafront is it's great fun. And it's flat. It is flat. Which I love, because running around here, it's oh. not. <laughs> oh, yeah, very much so, yeah. yeah. Half a mile out of Petersburg and you're going uphill. Yeah, well, straight out my door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm thinking about it. But no, just taking it easy, I, I've started drinking Green. Sorry? I've, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't finished. <laughs> Dry January. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Green tea? Mm. Yes, I now. Do you? Because I'm doing... Um, not doing dry January as such, but I'm cutting back. So I'm I have a mint green tea before I go to bed. Do you? I do. How how do you find that? Actually, quite nice. Okay. I actually yeah I got and I do I like a ginger green tea as well. That's what I've got right now. Wow. A ginger green tea. I'm Twinings? not I'm not convinced. Um, actually, I got it from the brand tub, so I can't remember oh. the name. Um, but I'm it's not convinced about the taste but i'm giving it a go i'm going to stick with no, it, it's, stick it with i it. actually like it and it's quite yeah. refreshing and uh, yeah but well done yeah little thing and cold showers have you tried that <laughs> i only try i only have a cold shower if i'm the last one in the family to have a shower <laughs> i've got no water left <laughs> very good for you and actually good for the circulation so that's part of the reason why right. i have terrible circulation as you know as you i know, get yes. so cold when you get cold and holding jars of honey in waitress yeah exactly <laughs> so a few things but but nothing's nothing nothing as good as you joff but but i'll try i think i'll get there so claire 2022 mm-hmm. we've made we're going to make a few changes to the peapod for at least the first three four months of the year do you want to tell us a little bit more yes we we thought with covid cases being high um, that we would switch the Peapod from every week at the moment to every other week. So we will still be broadcasting, we will still be recording Peapods, but every other week. So we're having a little break in between, aren't we? We're we are. Busy people and love doing this, but we do love moment. doing it. And it's and it's almost like a plea to our listeners. If you'd like to host us, please do get in touch. Um, we'd love to love to come and see you, interview you. And yeah, it's some free advertising to get your business out there. But also, Claire, we're thinking of expanding. Are we? <laughs> in the, expanding in the sense, not just Petersfield. Oh, yes. Tell us more. That's right. <laughs> you saw the look on my face, yeah. the fear in my eyes. Um, we are. We are hoping to come and visit more villages. So we often talk about the Petersphere. And yeah. the Petersphere includes Petersfield and the surrounding villages. And there's some amazing villages we don't know so much about no. that we'd love to find out about. So watch out. <laughs> so we may be visiting if, a village near you soon. Yeah, if you live in Steep, Sheep, Berriton, South Harting, East Mayan, and you'd like to host us, as I say, get in touch. We are on, Claire. What are we on? We're on 01730555500. Or, Joff, what else can you do? You can now WhatsApp us on the same number. That's 01730555500. And I'm in control of the WhatsApp group. So there you go. <laughs> What's holding you back? <laughs> well, you can also email us at team at shineradio.uk. And we really would love to hear from you. So get in touch. 
And if you'd like to volunteer with Shine Radio, come on board. Whether you'd like to be in front of the mic or working behind the scenes, there's a place for you. Coming up, a singleton man is passionate about ploughing the land. But first, here's John Walker with the latest news from Petersfield and the surrounding villages. Hello, John. Happy New Year to you. How are you? And a happy New Year to you, Joff. You're looking very trim and slim. <laughs> have you been doing something? I have. I'm getting fit for 50. So I've signed up to, uh, to raise money for prostate cancer and kickstart a diet. Good for you, Joff. I'm getting fatter for 60. <laughs> and I'm doing it for myself, <laughs> not for anyone else. <laughs> so, it's been nearly a month since we uh, last caught up. What's gone on in the Petersphere in that time? Well, Christmas and New Year has gone on. <laughs> so I don't know if you noticed. No, it's been a nice month off, Joff, I have to say. I haven't missed you one bit, to be fair. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> um, well, where to start? I don't know, is the answer. But recently, the, uh, as everybody probably knows, the tap bar has closed down up at the um, station there. Obviously, the format probably wasn't what everybody wanted, so it's... Uh, shut and nobody knows exactly what's going to happen there at the minute but I'm sure it will come back as something equally as exciting as the tap <laughs> been in there oh you've never been in there well, that's why it's closed Joff because people like you don't support local pubs they do silly things like dry for January what is it? Um, but on the plus side of the pub front the uh, village inn at Barrington is reopening at the end of this month beginning of next month um, a few, couple of three years ago four years ago it was refurbished and the name changed from the master Robert Robert to the village inn it was going to become as described by the then owners as a boutique destination hotel for the South Downs and now the new landlord Shane and his good lady have bought it and intend to resurrect it as a Slightly less ambitious, but probably a more practical bed and breakfast walking pub, village pub, on the South Downs Way. And uh, they were out there busy clearing the gardens and doing stuff there today when I bumped into them, and good luck to them. Whether Berriton can survive two pubs, who knows, but it used to. So anyway, good luck to them, and I hope it all goes well for them. And anything else caught your eye? The potholes have caught my suspension, I'll tell you that for nothing. But I don't know if we want to go over that one again. Well, I've, I've taken up a bit running and uh, walking uh, throughout January, and we've, we've discussed many a time the state of the potholes in and around Petersfield. But the, the roads in the surrounding villages, you take your life into your own hand. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's... it's, it's... I don't know what you could call it out there. It's not like the Serengeti, that's for sure. But, I mean, it's, it's rough and ready, the roads. I mean, they go out there occasionally. And I, I can recount a little tale of East Mian. <laughs> the, uh, the amount of work they do on the roads out there. A, a woman, an oldish woman in the village was walking her dog. And she kept seeing this young man behind her and in front of her. And she thought she was being followed. So she phoned the police and said, I'm being followed I'm in my own village. And the police rocked up and it was a county council road engineer <laughs> conducting a survey. And everybody was so amazed. That, uh, <laughs> but needless to say, nothing was actually ever done to the roads. Yeah, I've got to say, it's, um, I've seen a number of cars swerving to avoid the potholes along at the bottom of the high street again. No, Joff, I suspect they're swerving to try and get you, to be fair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? The councils are all 
busy trying to justify their means at the moment, what with Boris Johnson's devolution bill still going through the motions uh, due to come into effect, if it all goes well, in the next 18 months to two years. So the councils are all trying to make sure that they survive because part of Boris's devolution bill is that one tier of local government goes. And we have three tiers, obviously the parish and town councils, the district and borough councils and Hampshire County Council. So it's likely one of those will go. Which I think leads nicely into one of the biggest stories to hit Petersfield recently. It's the breakup of EHDC and Haven't Borough Council, is that right? Well, after two years of happy marriage and forever getting closer and closer, although both of them insisted, despite having sacked or laid off or allowed people to leave through natural wastage, reducing both their workforces down so they had one workforce serving both councils and more and more of our services being run from Haven. I'll point you back to the let's chop the trees down in the square escapade, which was the tree expert from Haven't who put that one in motion. Yeah, they've been getting closer and closer, forever denying it was a merger. It was going to, in June 2020, the leader of EHDC said this is going to make things better for us, it'll be better for the residents, your services will be better, everything will be better, it's the way forward, it's going to save everybody money, we'll be more efficient. Five days ago, they announced that they were going to split up completely. They were going to completely separate and go back to being two separate councils. And as the leader of the council, EHDC, said, it's going to be better for you. It will be better for services. It's going to save us money. It'll be better for everybody all round. We want to go it alone. So, in effect, giving the same reasons for splitting up as they did for getting together. In the meantime, EHDC has spent hundreds of thousands of pounds on joining up with haven't and of course that's technically well it isn't technically it's the money we pay in council tax or the money they earn for us through our council tax so and will this have any ramifications for the hdc offices down at penn's place uh no i mean that's still up in the air whether or not it's going to close or whether it's not this was again uh, given as a reason it's the the two reasons for this happening are the devolution bill and obviously EHDC think they'd stand more chance of surviving if they are on their own. And that good old catch-all phrase, the pandemic. <laughs> and um, we've discussed this before, the uh, waste collection. Now, that was arranged through Haven Borough Council as well, is that right? Well, very, very briefly, the background to this £30 million that East Hampshire District Council has paid to have our bins emptied and collected. Collected and em- well, whatever, whichever way round it is. <laughs> Um, was arranged through a company that is owned by Haven Borough Council and Norfolk County Council. And the lady from Haven Borough Council, who was running the contract for Haven Borough Council, as uh, soon as Hampshire, East Hampshire District Council signed up and handed over the thirty million cheque, about the same time she became the chief executive of East Hampshire District Council. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but they tell me that. The bin collection will remain with this company, Norsk South East, for the moment. <laughs> Brilliant, John. Thank you very much for that. It's great to catch up with you again. We are moving to fortnightly P-Pods for the next next three or four, three or four months, so uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. 
Oh dear, Joff. What will I do with myself on Sundays now? Does that mean I can actually stay in bed? <laughs> yes, you can. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, mate. Cheers, then. Bye. The Peaceful Post is out every Wednesday and costs 90 pence. And I must say, it's worth every penny. So please get one with your weekly shop or subscribe to the digital version. A new national campaign was launched on the 1st of January called Just One Bottle. The aim? To reduce plastic waste by encouraging each of us to refill just one bottle. And with this small change together, we can all fight against climate change. We're lucky in Peaceville to have two independent refill shops, Refill and Replenish and Juniper. Shine Radio's Stephen Martin took one bottle to Juniper, where co-owner Victoria Primrose explained how the refill process works. Today we are talking about a national campaign backed by two local Petersfield businesses, Refill and Replenish on the High Street and also Juniper here on Lavent Street. And I'm with Victoria, the co-owner of Juniper. Hello. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm very cold. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's freezing out here and we're standing outside the business so we can take our masks off uh, for covid reasons and have a good chat. So um, you and Refill and Replenish, you're competitors. So why are you joining forces with this campaign? Uh, we're both working together to reduce plastic waste. So both businesses have a good relationship. We're in good correspondence with each other. We stock similar products but different lines. So we offer Petersfield a variety. Uh, we're, we're covering this end of town, they're covering that end. We fill with three big supermarkets. There must be room for two small refill shops. And what's the aim of the campaign? The aim of the campaign is just one bottle. Imagine if every household in Petersfield refilled just one bottle. Imagine how many bottles that would save going to waste. And what do you hope that would lead on to if people did start just with one bottle? Well, perhaps like Lee, our regular customer, who's just leaving the shop right now. Hello, Lee. Hello. Perhaps if customers like Lee come in and fill just one bottle, she might have a look around the shop and see what else she could refill. Absolutely, I do, all the time. Yes. Love the bread. Love everything about your shop. It's um, somewhere I come weekly. So, um, yeah, really enjoying having Victoria here and her crew. It's a lovely shop. And Lee, what did it take for you to get into the habit of refilling bottles? Um, No trouble at all. I was already changing the way that I live at home with replenishing and not throwing away so much with all the talk of trying to save the planet and being very conscious on what you do and what you buy and how you then dispose of all your rubbish. So there there was no no change for me really I wanted just to improve it constantly and then Victoria came along and helped us do that so yeah it's been brilliant. And how much of your weekly shop would you say you have shifted from supermarkets and other stores into refill shops? Ready? Probably about 95% yeah 95% I'd say that hand on heart yeah it's been dramatic yes. And what would your message be for someone listening to this now, thinking, I'm just in, into a routine, I get round Waitrose 20 minutes once a week and do everything, who may think, actually, this is going to be more complicated and more time-consuming? Ah, well, the message is you can always change your routines. And you only have to think slightly differently and have one experience of it. Do it once. And then you can make a decision from that, an informed decision. So you've got an experience here with all the lovely staff. Um, And then it does take a little bit more time. That's for certain. 
but then everything you buy at the supermarket is so fully packaged with everything that's plastic and throw away but you don't need to have that you've already got storage containers in your home you've already got um, entry jam jars etc etc just come to Victoria's and fill it up it's not a problem I'm thoroughly embracing it Lee, it's lovely to speak to you. won't keep you any longer because it's freezing much. out here. Is, yes. Victoria, that's the message, isn't it? You've got to start somewhere. I think it is. And if it's just one bottle of washing up liquid, you're stepping in the right direction. Give it a try. It's easy and it's actually quite fun. Oh, is it? Let's, shall we try it now? Yes, absolutely. Okay, right. <laughs> We're going to put our masks on here, as we have to. Uh, and I've brought a bottle... So, Steve, this is your olive oil bottle, right? It is, yeah. Yep. It's a kitchen staple, and unfortunately, we've run out. Okay, so the first thing we do is take it in to the customer scale, put it on the scale, and you can either print or write the weight of the bottle on the bottle. So, in this case, I'm just going to print out a label. You don't have to have a label if you don't want it, you can just write it on with a pen. And it's a plastic bottle, so it's very light. Yeah, it's very light. Um, and then I'm going to fill it up with olive oil and at the end of the process I will scan the, the weight of the bottle and then weigh the oil and then we'll take the weight of the bottle away from the weight of the oil. And this is Greek extra virgin olive oil which is what we had before so it's a, it's a like for like exchange really isn't it for the supermarket product? Absolutely and you can see it's, it's a beautiful dark colour, it's beautifully grown, sometimes, it goes, sometimes it's darker than others. Um, because of the when it's produced, the time of year that it's produced. Yes, yeah, so it's really nice. We have a good personal contact with the supplier. Brilliant. So, so just, the bottle's full now. So what yeah, happens next? I'm just going to give this to Nicola. Hi, Nicola. Hello. <laughs> so I'm just scanning the barcode with the weight of the bottle. Now weighing the bottle filled yeah. with olive oil. And there we go. Wonderful. So we have a, now a full bottle... 500 millilitres of extra virgin olive oil. I have to say, this looks better than the supermarket stuff. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, it, it is actually delicious. Yeah. Great. OK, well, that's not going to last long, but I better pay for it, so I've got my credit card here. Do you take American Express? No. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, we'll try this one. Beautiful, and that was £5.11, so that compares very well with the supermarket prices as well. We hope so, yeah. Most of our products do. If you, if you compare like for like, so our products are predominantly organic, so if you compare like for like, you will find that the supermarket prices are similar to ours. We keep our prices as low as we can. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. I'll take that home, and that'll be on some uh, sourdough by the end of the day, no doubt. What is your advice for people who perhaps don't have the containers, the empty containers they need to get started? in this process we're talking about just one bottle but what if you don't have one oh good question we have got a selection of bottles that we sell um, which which we sell and can be filled and refilled again and again so we have them in PET plastic and glass Um, you can see up here on the shelf uh, you can't see on the radio but we've got all sorts of different jars and containers um, and we also have jars and containers for the liquid refills with pump tops, flip tops, screw tops, whatever you want. We also have a collection of um, jars and bottles that have been through our dishwasher. So if you come with with nothing, we, we will have containers for you and you can have the ones in our cupboard for free. They've been donated. And we also have paper bags for food. Um, these are brown paper bags, non-bleached, and you can fill them with whatever food stuffs you like. 
Brilliant. Thank you so much today, Victoria, for your time. And uh, thank you also for the extra virgin olive oil. That is going to go in the larder and the bottle is not going to go in the bin. Yay. Fabulous. <laughs> the P stands for Petersfield. I like going to the open air swimming pool and shopping. <laughs> the Peapod. Susie wishes you a happy new year, discusses reading, nature and goes off piste yet again in this week's Wild Walk. It's still a grey day, but the birdsong has been tremendous this afternoon. Rain and I are at Chapel Common and it's the bank holiday. Come! So there's still lots of families out walking, but Richard's gone into the museum, so we're on our own. Come on, baby. And I just wanted to wish you all a very happy new year. Let's hope 2022 is better. So I've got quite cold lips because... The weather has turned again. Um, I'm quite glad it's not actually raining at the moment, though it looks like it might any moment. So I'm looking at various glades and so on, and I decided I would go slightly off-piste because of all the families on the main routes. And as ever, Rain and I got lost, which you wouldn't believe possible. I suppose it's technical, really, at Chapel Common, because... I do know various things and where I should be making for. So there's a whole pile of logs that used to be what looked like Doric columns, but now they've sort of lent them all against a tree trunk. So um, I know roughly where that should be on my way out or on my way back. So we sort of went through it. But Madam decided that we were going to go through the thickest bits of heather. And then I discovered why, because it's absolutely mined with rabbit holes so my feet kept falling into rabbit holes as we were going along so it was not conducive to a gentle wild walk so what have we got to look forward to we've been watching an awful lot of television but I've also determined to link up wild walks with my other podcast which is talking books so I'm going to really try and go for reading a book a week I'm sure I already do but I have got a terrible habit of not finishing one before I've started another. So um, I'm going to actually really attempt to read beyond page 60. And if I really can't stand a book, then I'll be honest and say so. Because by 60, page 60, it really should have grabbed you. So here I am, wondering about what to do this year. Uh, We're not wondering in that sort of sense. I'm finishing book three. I'm halfway through the big edit. I've also got a romance novel, which I'm going to try. That's I love testing myself and trying new things, hence this podcasting. And I think September is the big month for me to feel that it's a new year. Actually, ironically, because of all those years of teaching, I think. But still, because everybody else is talking about new starts in January, worst month in the world, I'd have said, but there you go. Um, it isn't going to be a dry January either for the similar reason. Uh, but we're just moderation in all things. But I like the idea of reinvention to, to a degree. I think it's healthy. I think my tip for a, a long life would be to never actually retire. Uh, which doesn't mean you have to sort of plod at the same thing. 
the whole time, but just to keep not doing Sudoku. Mind you, I would loathe that. I mean, count like an Eskimo on too many. That's it. I already feel sick. Um, but even word puzzles and so on. Go on. With the possible perception of general knowledge, it doesn't hack it. I think you need to have low-level stress the whole time of, you know, having to remember things because you absolutely have to. It's your job rather than just this sort of pretense Anyway, blither. I don't know how I got onto that. Obviously, I'm feeling more elderly than usual today. But I also believe in getting the blood circulating and walks are the best way. There's really very little danger, unless you fall into a rabbit hole, of straining anything. You're walking at a pace where you can take things in and enjoy them and commune with your dog that would be the other thing I can't bear it when I have passed a couple of people today where they just head down either talking into their phone as I am doing at the moment or um or actually having a, a phone conversation with somebody though somebody was actually watching a film so my my thing is pay attention to your dog and so often you see the dog looking up wanting to communicate and the owner um just completely blithely going on no idea so there we are that's my that's my thought for this week i hope 2022 has kicked off well for you and continues can hardly get worse can it and on we go so enjoy your week Coming up, we go back in time at the Wealdon Downland Living Museum and are What's On Guide. Before that, though, new Shine Radio volunteer Joe Gray visited Winton House to find out why they'd like your unwanted Christmas presents. This is Joe Gray and I'm in Petersfield Town Centre today and I'm in Winton House in the High Street um, finding out about um, a new venture. So please tell me who you are. Uh, my name's Sarah Moss, and I'm the manager of Winton House Centre. Petersfield is now part of a, a recycling project which is sweeping the nation, the Christmas Present Exchange. Basically, if you have been given a gift that you don't want, um, working in partnership with PCAN, the environmental um, charity that's been set up in Petersfield, you can exchange your Christmas gifts perhaps for something you do want. If you choose not to exchange your gift, um, we, we are donating everything that's left to Homestart, Butzer and Age Concern, two Petersfield-based charities working with the elderly, Age Concern and Families, Homestart, Butzer. So it's a good, a good base where you can bring your gifts in up to next Friday, the 14th of January. Um, we are open between 9.30 and 3.30. You'll be given a voucher and that voucher you bring back and you can choose another gift on Saturday the 15th of January. Between 9.30 and 12 noon we will be open here and you can change exchange your gift. And as I say, anything that is left will be donated to two very good cause local charities. That's fantastic. I've, I've done this once before at work. Um, obviously you get gifts that aren't to your taste or they don't fit or they're not suitable and obviously they rather than go to waste um, they can find a new home and hopefully you can get a bargain in return as well um, and it's really nice to hear that the unwanted gifts or gifts that haven't um, been chosen go to two very 
where the local cause is because that was going to be my other question is what happens to anything left so yeah fantastic and everyone come down and donate your gifts and hopefully you can find something else on the 15th if you're running an event get it in the guide just email pod at the peapod.uk the peapod events guide what's on in the petersphere Pecan is teaming up with Winton House to organise a present exchange for any unwanted Christmas gifts. Bring your unwanted presents to Winton House during the first half of January and get a token in exchange. The token can then be used on Saturday the 15th of January between 9.30 and 12 noon to select an exchange gift. The Peterfield and District Beekeepers Association welcome CEO of the Bumblebee Conservation Trust, Jill Perkins, who will give a talk on the plight of the bumblebee. Taking place on Wednesday the 19th of January at 7.30pm via Zoom, please contact the association for details. And also on January the 19th, the Petersfield Museum is hosting For the Love of Photography, a talk with local photographer Tina Knowles, taking place at 7.30 until 9pm. Tickets are from £7 for either in-person or online attendance, and more info can be found on the museum's website. If you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. You can choose from a wide variety of programmes, which are available to listen to on demand, or tune in to the brighter mix of music, local news and weather. Shine Radio's Generation Green team is back with a new episode discussing habitats. This is the penultimate episode with Sasha and Wilhelmina, so you don't want to miss it. To listen to Generation Green and other programmes, tune in to shineradio.uk, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Shine Radio's Noni Needs visited the Weald and Downland Living Museum late last year to meet with working animal supervisor Andy Robinson as he prepares to plough the land the traditional way. It's a hard job but one Andy loves as he explains to Noni about how his majestic horses can be used to work the forest in an invisible way. I'm here at Weldon Down and I've come to find Andy who has three beautiful horses that work the land. It is an overcast day, but fresh. Fresh, not too fresh, because it's the afternoon. Ah, and I spy him in the distance, bridling up the horses. Let's go and have a chat. Hello. How are you going? Good. How are you, Andy? My name's Andy Robinson, and I'm the working animal supervisor. So I look after all the stock, but predominantly we do all the farming with the horses. So what were you doing the other day when I was here? So we'd ploughed already and we were disking to dress the ground down, basically. So when you plough, it's obviously very rough and uneven. Passing a set of discs over it levels it all back out, ready to put seed in. Well, what we actually want to do is to level the ground back out in preparation for ploughing it again. So we're going to turn the ploughed ground through 90 degrees, called cross-ploughing. We're going to cross plough again after Christmas. So that's what we were doing when you came and saw us. We had three horses on a two gang, on a set of two two gang disc cars. Yes, those are the pictures I'm going to be posting on <laughs> Petersfield Shine Radio. So normally we wouldn't disc to prepare to plough. Normally we plough and then we disc and then we would roll and then we would sow and then we would roll. But this year we're changing up a bit. So rather than ploughing across the field and sowing across the field we're ploughing up and down the field. So we want to plough it all one way, let leave it for a little while, 
part of that leaving it process is getting it ready then to be cross ploughed. So we dress it all back out, we roll it, then we plough it up and down the field. What we want to do is horse-drawn implements aren't like tractor-drawn implements where they're not fixed, so gravity has a big pull on them. When they go along the camber of the hill, cavity pull, uh, gravity pulls the implement down the hill, so you never it never tracks true. When you plough up and down the hill, and that's what we're trying to get at, we want to plough up and down the hill so gravity doesn't have any any impact on the implement, whether that's the plough or the harrows or the drill or whatever it is. Currently, we're always com we're constantly battling gravity, so we're taking this opportunity to take a bit of a pause. Actually, rather than putting winter crops in, we're having a bit of a pause so that we can orientate everything through 90 degrees. So yeah, normally we would plough, then disc, then roll. That would then give us a nice a nice seed bed to drill into or to broadcast into, and then roll and let it grow. So there were three beautiful horses. Do they, are they shire horses? Tell me about them. Yeah, so we. We do have three draft horses, but they're not Shires. We have Percheron. Shire and Percheron are both the breed of draft horse. We have a French breed of draft horse. Now, having said that, the Percheron is, well, for all accounts, about 2,000 years old. And they've been in England for a very, very long time. They've been in England for longer than the Shire has been in existence. The problem that we have, why we don't run Shires, is... We can't find shires of the right type. So shires now tend to be tall, where we want horses that are quite short, stocky and powerful. The Persian horse is, in my humble opinion, and I'm a Persian man, I'm as biased as the day is long, but they are the creme de la creme of draft horse. They are the yardstick that all draft horses have been measured on throughout history. They're the most numerous draft horse on the planet because the French did the best job of breeding the best draft horse on the planet. So we're here at the Wheeled and Down Living Museum. Are there a lot of people that do this kind of farming up and down the country still in England? Not to my knowledge, there are very few. There are lots of people that have draft horses. There are lots of people that still partake in plough matches, um, keep their horses fit by harrowing their pastures, lots of carriage riding and stuff with draft horses we're actually a member of the um, heavy horse driving club so we do driving competitions it's all just a bit of fun so that area of draft horse in england is vibrant and strong but farming day to day 365 days a year with horses is very very rare uh, we we'll probably count on one hand how many people are truly farming with their horses these days why do you do it here? Why? Do, what got you into it? Because it's, it's, it seems to me like a labour of love. Yeah, I do it because I'm a moron. There are far easier ways to plough, to, to farm our very small amount of ground than with horses. Andy, it does take a very long time. Tell me about how long it takes. Yeah, so we, we plough 12 acres and last year, with the weather and, and everything else, we get about half a day's ploughing done a day and it took me nearly three months to get all the ploughing done. A tractor would have it done before lunch. So what are the advantages of having horses above tractors? So for us at the museum, it's a demonstration. So us having the horses and all the animals across the site fleshes out the museum and makes it for the, for the normal visitor. It, it allows people to understand what life was actually like. And watching the horses and I slog up and down in a field day after day after day is a completely true representation of what they did. We're using the same horses with very similar harness with the same implements, we're getting the same amount of work done every day and we're sweating the same amount they did every day. So it makes it tangible as far as the museum's concerned. But for me personally, it's, um, it brings together two loves really. It brings together the love of working the horses and I am very much a ho horses in harness lover. I love riding, but my passion is working them. 
uh, and farming. So to be able to marry the two into one and get paid for it is a bit of a bonus. Do you live on the farm here? Yeah, we do live here, yeah. Um, work starts at about quarter to six and it finishes in the evening. In the, su- in the winter, it finishes at about quarter past nine, nine, quarter past nine. And in the summers, obviously, it's later because it's lighter. You couldn't be here looking after everything as much as stock needs to be if you weren't here. Are you here all the time? So any, you can, anybody that comes to the museum can see you at any time? So all the animals and the horses are here every day. They live here. I, in theory, have two days off a week. So the horses are working Sunday through Thursday. They have Friday and Saturday off. Uh, and then they're either in, currently they're in their winter yard, an old cattle shed with a, with a hard standing yard, or they're out in the field and they just recoup those days because uh, they work pretty hard. So yeah, they're here to see every day, but working in the field Sunday through Thursday. And tell me the names of the, the Percheron horses, because they are truly majestic. Greys, am I allowed to say greys? They are grey, yeah, they are grey. Um, we've got Cash is the oldest, and so Percherons are born black and they turn white and they dapple for a short period in the middle, so you can tell who's the oldest by who is the palest. Cash is our oldest, he's 12 and he is pretty well white now. Leon is 11. And he's greyer, but he is still very pale. Um, and then Ollie is our youngest. He's seven, and he's what you would consider dapple grey. He's that very classic rocking horse, carousel, dapple grey colour. Over the coming years, that dapple wing will lose, and he will go whiter and whiter until he's as white as the others. Well, Andy, thank you for talking to me. It's a lovely place, so come and visit the Wildon Down Living Museum in Singleton. Yeah, come visit in... Uh... In January, we're doing a big... We're going to try and plough... We've talked about ploughing it all. We're going to try and plough all 12 acres in 12 days. It's going to be a bit of a marathon ploughing session. So we'll be starting very early, about 8.30 in the morning, and we'll be ploughing all the way through until the sun goes down, basically. We'll be in that field all the time, provided that the weather plays the game. If it's raining, we'll be ploughing. If it's windy, we'll be ploughing. If it's a horrific storm, then, uh, then of course, we won't be. And if it freezes, we won't be. But otherwise, we're going to try and plough all 12 acres in 12 days through January. So they'll have their two days off a week, Prescribe two days off a week, but otherwise, yeah. You're going to be working them hard. We're going to be working them and I hard, yeah. If you'd like to listen to a longer version of this interview, you can find it on shineradio.uk and we'll bring you an update from Noni when she visits Andy again later in the month. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. And that's it for this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to our guests, Victoria Primrose, Stephen Martin, Sarah Moss, Joe Gray, Andy Robinson, Noni Needs, Susie Wilde and John Walker. And to the wonderful team at Shine Radio who support the show and help to put it together. We end this week's Peapod with a relaxed track from local artist Astrid M and Chilling Sunday. So from Claire and I this week, bye! Cheers.
and I'm the manager of Winton House Centre. You make it complete. If you have been given a gift that you don't want, we can exchange your Christmas gifts perhaps for something you do want. We are donating everything that's left to Homestart, Butzer and Age Concern to Petersfield-based charities. Petersfield's Shine Radio. You make it shine.